Welcome back to another episode of Tell Me Sis podcast featuring your two favorite sisters, Alex and Kyla. If you're watching on YouTube, I know I'm wearing the same thing as last week's episode because we're batching these two episodes. Kyla luckily changed. I changed. I was wearing what I wore to work today in the first episode and my jeans were just really uncomfortable. Um, So two podcast episodes ago, we did an advice episode but realistically only half the episode was advice because we really chatted at the beginning (laughs) like the first 25 minutes was us just doing updates which a lot of the times our podcasts are like that because we don't see each other for a full week yeah so we like to update on our lives update you guys with what's going on in our lives um but since we're batching this we got no more updates so we're just gonna go straight into the advice questions and hopefully we can bang out a ton and i hope that you guys like this episode we actually don't even know if you liked the first one because we're actually recording pre-recording this before that one even goes live yeah but we got a lot of questions a lot of advice we're gonna keep it in a highlight so that you guys can go back and like resubmit things if you want yeah let's just get right into (laughs) it because there's no updates we just gave all of our updates in the episode that we we recorded i can't speak i'm so hot right now kyla really i'm sweating no it's because i had a hot soup a spicy soup do you want me to give you a shirt no it's okay i'll be okay i just need to let the spice if you don't cool down then i can give you a top Okay, so first one is, my boyfriend of three and a half years never gets me flowers. I've hinted at it, asked directly, and joked about it, but he still never does. He's very thoughtful and kind in other ways, but it just bothers me that even though he knows I want some, he never gets me flowers. Honestly, it already isn't the same if he buys me them now than it would have been. Uh, Wait, honestly, it already isn't the same if he buys them now that I have been so insistent. But I want to see if he cares. Does this mean he doesn't? No, that doesn't mean he doesn't care. If he's very thoughtful and kind in other ways. Here's the thing is that everyone has their own love language, right? Maybe yours is receiving flowers. And I think you said you've communicated to him about it. You've been hinting at it. You've said it to him directly. But sometimes it's worth noting because I've done this with Dan in other ways, not with the flower thing, but with the other ways like this is what I need to feel loved. I know it might sound silly, but this is what I really need to feel loved. And I'm feeling right now that I'm not getting that from you. I know you love me, but for me to really feel like completely loved, this is something that's very important to me. And and I know it's silly of me to ask you to do that, but to surprise me every once in a while with flowers would be so nice. It's just something I really value and is so important to me. Um, and I don't think there's any harm in ever saying something like that to your partner. No, there's no harm in it at all. Um, but in terms of do you think this means he doesn't care, based on the fact that you told me he's very thoughtful and caring in other ways, I don't think that. I don't, I don't think that it comes down to him not caring. He's just not meeting your like love language need in yeah. this situation. Yeah. But... Um, Sometimes, and I always say this to play devil's advocate, but like, are you meeting his needs? Not that he's doing it passive aggressively, but sometimes we also have to look internally, like maybe this conversation can actually open up to like maybe things that he wants that you don't do. Yeah, communicate as opposed to like feeling like you're insisting flowers. Yes. Maybe change the way you're communicating it to him. So, I mean, if you've 
time and time again mentioned that you'd love if he surprised you with flowers and he still hasn't talk to him about it like why hasn't it happened is it something that you feel kind of annoyed by um you know um like am i making you happy is there is there something that's stopping you from wanting to get me flowers like just just talk to him about it um maybe he doesn't even realize how important it is to yeah you. Yeah. Like sometimes it's as simple as that. Like I, I remember having a conversation like this with Dan being like, this is so important to me. And he was like, what? I'm like, but it is. And now it's like, it's very, it's obvious. And he does it now. And it's not fake because he realizes how much it means to me and vice versa. Like I, there's things that he really, really appreciates that I'm like, that is so stupid. But like to him, it means the world. Like literally I remember when we lived in our first house, he was like, my love language is when you come in and you put your shoes away and you hang up your coat in the closet. And I was like, that's so stupid. And he's like, because you always just leave it on the counter, on the island chair. And it bothers me so much. And like, I really appreciate it when you do these like small acts of service. And I was like, oh. And it's, I do it now without even thinking because yeah. I'm just so used to it. Yeah. It's like, you, you get used to, ask to it. Me. Yeah. So sometimes it just um, takes a nice easy talk like that yeah clear communication okay whoa this is a ooh. gut feeling fiance is cheating on me dot dot but cannot prove it he only denies it am i going crazy uh context why we need, yeah we need context why do you have a gut feeling your fiance is cheating i can't I can't give advice without knowing, like, more to it. Like, why do you have this gut feeling? Is it because you're, like, he's flirty with other people? Is it because he's done stuff in the past that made you question him? If Is you're having away a little bit? Like, obviously, without any context at all or knowing anything about the situation or you guys, a gut feeling is a pretty big thing. So if you're telling us you're having this gut reaction, like a gut feeling, we always say trust your gut, but like what are the reasons for this? Seems pretty, a pretty big thing to say. Yeah. So I don't think you're going crazy. Um, I don't, I don't, I want ever people to ever think that they're like going crazy about something without knowing, do you know what I mean? Like if they're in a situation where they don't know the answer, they don't know whatever. I don't like when people are like, oh, I feel like I'm going crazy. Because, I don't know, it just makes me feel bad for them. Yeah. I don't know. I know. But it's just with this, like, we would just need a little bit more information yeah. to give proper advice. But the one thing we can say is that try not to feel like you're going crazy. Yeah, no. And maybe you can write and, back and in. And look into why you're having this gut feeling. Yes. 100%. If there's literally no signs at all and he's being, like, great and it's just something from your own past that's making you feel... You know, something that that is something to look into. But again, we don't we don't know here. I switched it. How do you deal with grief? Lost someone who to me will forever be my mom. Although Aww. I do have a mom who I love. I've been having severe panic attacks. I'm negative and I'm sad. Oh, I'm so sorry you're going through that. That's so sad. Yeah, I'm um, sorry. I mean, I feel like everyone deals with grief in a different way. I know that time heals all wounds and 
you know it's it's never it's not like one day you're just gonna wake up and like be over it and it's it's never gonna hurt again like when you lose someone that you loved and and cared for a lot when you think about that person no matter how much time has passed it's still gonna be hard and, and you're still gonna have those those feelings but the best thing is to just talk about this person as much as possible have their memory live on um and just you know if you have any videos and pictures with them like hang those pictures up on your wall to remember them and to look at as much as possible watch the videos and for the time being just kind of let yourself be in these feels just let yourself feel these things cry as much as possible um and something that always helps me at least not even necessarily when I'm going like when I'm grieving but I don't know what it is something about being outside with fresh air just makes me feel very like back down like grounded Mm -hmm. in the moment you know taking deep breaths in letting it out but I think the most important thing is to just allow yourself to feel this and um, talk about them as much as possible and allow yourself to be sad. I think the hardest thing that I... So when I lost, uh, like, our grandpa, Mm -hmm. he was, like, a dad to us, you know, like, another dad. And that was really hard, but I completely shut out and didn't allow myself to fully feel for years. I was almost in, like, a denial. Yeah. And it really messed with me. So I agree with what Kyla said, but I also heard this somewhere um and i really liked it they said that grief is just the feeling of love with with nowhere to go yeah so it's like the absence you know what i mean it's love with nowhere to go and i don't know it really like resonated with me because although time does make it better it never fully goes away it never will because you've loved someone so much to the point that you still feel that hurt throughout your life because you've loved them yeah so I think like what Kyla said let yourself feel talk about them a lot but also give yourself a lot of grace and knowing that it is normal to feel this way it is sad and it's not linear so don't ever feel guilty if like years down the line you still feel sad or upset about it if it comes you know in a really hard wave at some point let yourself feel it don't push it down yeah Oh, wow. Hi, Alex and Kyla. Love your podcast so much. I am currently 19 and a stay-at-home mom of a five-month-old son. I love him so much, but have been finding this experience extremely lonely and stressful. I lost all my friends after getting pregnant. They started ghosting me because I was no longer the fun party friend to them. My partner works a nine-to-five, and I honestly feel so depressed because of all this isolation. Do you have any advice on what I can do to make friends or feel less alone? Uh, First thing... I know this is going to sound like harsh or whatever, but like if you can find a therapist because postpartum hormones and postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety are such real, real things. And it's very important to actually like try and get help. If you can't afford therapy, let's say for whatever reason, there are so many communities of women in the same situation, like on Facebook and stuff, there's actual like groups of women forums online. You can even go onto like a lot of the pregnancy apps have forums where you can join into these like groups to talk about these things because you are very young as well. Um, 19 years old is young and to feel alone is a scary thing. And I know that like 
not everyone can afford therapy, but it is very important to talk about this with someone and don't hold it in because it's a very lonely time. Like postpartum is very, you're exhausting and, and your hormones all over the place. And if you feel like you don't have any friends and your partner's working a lot, like you need to be able to talk to someone. And there are so many women in your shoes, like so many, even even young moms, like teen moms that's and stuff. That's what I was going to say. Maybe you could find like a teen mom on social media that's like in your area. It's really not that hard to to do some digging on Instagram. And maybe like if, if you look at some of like the girl's content and you feel like, okay, like she seems like a cool person, like reach out to her and be like, hey, like I'm, I'm so-and-so kind of like give a little brief uh overview of like your life and who you are and and be like if ever you're you know feeling lonely or anything and and want a friend who can like really relate to you or someone to talk to who could really relate to you we should like meet up like go for dinner or something you know yeah man it's i mean that's what happened with my new friend that i have now she messaged me on instagram just because she was listening to the podcast and she related to like a lot of things I was saying and and she reached out and she's like I've never done that before but for some reason like I just felt this like inclination that was like I need to message this girl and it's funny because even for me I've had like plenty of girls message me in the past asking like to be friends with me if they just moved to the city or if they're like visiting and wanted to like go for dinner or something and like I never answer just because I'm like shy and like I guess it it I felt awkward but for some reason I answered this girl and now we're friends we're going to Europe together yeah that's pretty cool you know um but yeah if there are people in your area even like I know I keep saying Facebook but Facebook a lot of like moms use Facebook even if they're not the same age as you, but they're a first time mom or they are just a mom in general and like want to go for a, a stroller walk, you know, go to the park or something, things like that. It's you'd be surprised how many moms would want to do that. Like if another mom in my area was like, hey, I'm feeling kind of lonely. Like, would you want to go do like a park date one day in the afternoon? I'd be like, heck, yeah. Like, that's so nice to be yeah. able to talk to someone about that. But feeling the way you're feeling is very normal postpartum. You have a lot to look forward to in the future. Think about this. I, so I had friends that had children young and now their kids are like 10 and they're in their early 30s. And by the time their kids are like moving on in their lives, they're going to be in their 40s. Yeah, They're going to have so much time to do so many cool things. Like already now with their kids being... 10 years old and stuff and in your 30s you're more established financially and just who you are as a person they're traveling all over the world with their kids yeah they're doing all these things that me and my friends can't really do because we have young children yeah and they're able to do all these things like there's so much to look forward to with being a young mom i'm not saying like people that are listening that are young to like go get pregnant right now obviously when you're ready to do it that's when you should do it but there are a lot of positives to being a young mom. So I think it's a tough time you're in right now. It does get better. And I know I hate when people say that, but it does. And you have a lot to look forward to. I'm so excited for you. 
Advice on how to accept growing apart from childhood friends. No bad blood or drama, just in different places in your lives and not having much in common anymore. It feels like it's wrong to not talk to them slash hang out because it's so normal, because it was so normal for so long. Just wondering on how to accept this and move forward and try to make new friends. I mean, it's a very natural part of life and it's just something that's really not in your control or in their control. Mm -mm. Um, And I mean... It's not like you need to have this big sit down talk with them, but obviously communication is like the healthiest thing, even though it could really suck. And, you know, I give this advice coming from someone who is not the greatest with communicating, (laughs) but I think there's nothing wrong with, with communicating it. Like if they, if they ask you, is everything been okay and, and whatnot, you, you can maybe just be open and honest and say, listen, like, here's where I'm at. Um, and it's really nothing to do with you and, and it's something that's not in your control and I still care about you, but this is just, it's also extremely normal. Yeah. Like it's so normal to not be super close with your childhood best friends as you get older and every phase of life that you're in, you're going to meet new people. And you're going to get close with those people and then other people in your life you're not going to be as close with. Doesn't mean you can't ever be friends or friendly or whatever. See each other once in a while and it'd be fine. But I don't think like things have to be the same as they always were. And it is sad. It is something to grieve. But it's also normal and like you want to have relationships in your life that serve you and that you know what I mean? Like yeah, it's sometimes you just grow apart from someone and it's. No similar, no similar interests or no similarities other than just the fact that you were friends in childhood. Yeah. You know, it's like, what's the point? Yeah. And even now, like being a mom, I'm like meeting new friends that are uh, parents of, excuse me, kids that are the same age as my son and I'm getting close to them and I'm not seeing my other friends as often. That doesn't mean that we're not close or that we're, we don't love each other. Or we don't have respect for each other. We're not going to like, we're never going to see each other again, but it's not the same as it was years ago, you know? Yeah. Like life, you just, you go like this, you know? You follow your path, they follow their path, and if it ends up meeting in the future again, that's great, but like you shouldn't have to always force it going together when they're going this way. Yeah. Six year breakup recently, is it okay to move on quickly or should I be alone for a bit? That's up to you. Yeah, it's really up to you. It depends, are you dealing with like trauma uh, do you want to be alone for a bit? Do you feel like you want to explore what's out there, learn about yourself, gain new experiences, uh, learn about who you are as a person when you're alone, or do you feel very content and ready to be in a relationship with someone else? It really just comes down to you. I know a lot really. of people have opinions on this. Like, when Dan and I first started dating, he had just gone out of a four-year-long relationship. And people were like, that is way too soon. Like, you're just his rebound. Like, he shouldn't do that. He needs to be by himself. Because he went from, like, he had a year-long relationship. And then he had a four-year-long relationship with someone else. And then me. And people were like, he doesn't even know who he is. Like, blah, blah, blah. And clearly, it worked out. Yeah. I think it really so just like, depends on the person. Yeah. Like, he was like, I don't need to know who I am by myself. Like, I know who I am. I'm confident in who I am. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, it just comes down to you. Yeah. You're the only person that can answer that, really. And don't, like, seek advice from a million different people that are going to tell you a million different things because at the end of the day, it's your decision. Okay, this one's cool, actually. Ways to cope with laziness or just going through the motions due to lack of desire to do productive things. For example, sitting on your phone for hours instead of doing a hobby or creating something. Um, Is this, like... Do you feel like this is more of a phase that you're going through as opposed to just an overall feel of feeling of like being lost, not knowing what you're passionate about, what your hobbies are? Um, or is this more of like a phase where you're just kind of like in this funk that you're not typically in and it's, you just find it hard to do anything really because I've, I've gone through phases like that before and some sometimes the phases are longer than others but honestly I would say just like give yourself some type of goal and it doesn't even need to be like a hard goal it's like okay the one thing I'm going to do now is once a week I'm going to uh, meal prep for example And, like, try to stick to it as much as, like, it might be tough at the beginning. It could even be something more simple than meal prep. Like, okay, once a week I'm just going to, like, go to a hot yoga class or something. And just stick to it. And with time you'll see that, like, you're going to start to feel better because you're you're sticking to a goal that you started. And it's going to kind of flip the the chemistry in your brain, I guess I want to say. Um... And you'll start to feel a little bit more, um, not passionate. What's the word I'm looking for? I'm having a total brain fart. You'll feel <laughs> more um, motivated. You'll feel more motivated to to do things because that's. I mean, that's at least what works with me. When I get into these really weird funks, I'll try to set one goal for myself, and it's like, I mean, there's this there's this thing where it's like one uh, percent the 1% rule. It's like every single day do something to make yourself 1% better. So that 1% can literally just be making your bed every single morning when you wake up. And every single single day you're getting 1% better just by making your bed. Then eventually you can be, you can put it as like, okay, I'll make my bed in the morning and then I'll do like one thing around my house, like laundry. Like I'll just, I'll do my laundry, I'll put it in the dryer and like that's it so then it's like two percent better and then you're just like accumulating things you kind of have to like trick your brain but I mean I feel for you it's not easy it's tough when you feel like you're like unmotivated and lazy and like you're just sitting on your phone and that's what like the scary thing with social media is especially TikTok when you're just scrolling like this and then you realize an hour's gone by and you're like holy crap that was an hour yeah so I set limits for screen time on my phone every single day because I obviously have to do a lot of work on my phone. I'm sorry to cut you off, but can we just acknowledge the fact that it's 7.14 p.m. and it's <gasps> still light outside? Oh, that makes me so happy. Yay. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, so I obviously when it comes to like, let's say I'm filming TikToks or like I'm doing a vlog or whatever that takes up a lot of screen time because I have to film and then edit it, whatever. But then... On days that I'm doing that, I'm not scrolling my phone. Yeah. That's like, I have a strict rule. On days where I'm not doing much on my phone, I'll let myself scroll a little bit because I obviously still want to like look at trends and stuff on social media and like be up to date with stuff and like keep up to date with my friends. 
but I was very addicted to social media for a long time, like very addicted. When I was living um, in our first house, mm-hmm. it's like my whole life, I was just like on Instagram and this was before TikTok. It was on Instagram, on YouTube, constantly just consuming all forms of social media. And I don't know, I'm not like that anymore. I kind of like post when I need to post and then I'm just, I'm done with the day. And then I'm not scrolling. What I do love to do is read. And I really started reading a lot again last year. And if I can't read, like if I have too much going on, I'll listen to an audiobook because I can listen to an audiobook when I'm driving, when I'm working out, when I'm doing laundry. It's good for multitasking. So finding a hobby that you like and sticking to it instead of going on your phone actually will make you feel a lot better and more motivated. I've been seeing this guy for two months or so. Met him from a dating app. First time I used one and met a guy from it, by the way. We have such a good connection since date one. We now text every day and see each other once or twice a week. We do all the couples things, but never put a name on what we are. I didn't feel like it was necessary for me. We are a couple, but two different friends of mine recently made me doubt that and told me that if we never talked about exclusivity, I should have the talk with him and suppose that he is not exclusive. Do you think I should do it? I'm afraid that he will take it badly slash be offended if I say that it's unclear if for me we are together or not, especially because he has been so kind and careful from day one. I don't want to break that. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with communicating. And you could also like say it in a way that's not going to like offend the guy. And if he gets offended, even if you've like communicated in a really mature way, then you're seeing a side of him. Um, but just, just ask, you could just be like, Hey, so like, we haven't really spoken about this. Like, what are we? Like, I really like you. I would like to be in a relationship with you. Um, and I just want to know how you feel. Yeah. Where because do you stand? if he's not in that headspace, then at least you'll know. And you can be aware of that. Whereas, and it's better to, uh, kind of get more answers, I guess sooner the earlier, the better, yeah. as opposed to, let's say, you know, it's six eight months almost a year down the line and like you still haven't had that talk I do think it is worth having a talk though yeah like I don't think there's any relationship that's just like you both know without ever speaking about it at least maybe things are different nowadays I don't know but not from what I know because I mean I would still want to know you know yeah especially if you have a really good connection with someone and you're seeing them often you're talking to them every single day and and everything is going really well and you just have a very good gut feeling about it then i wouldn't try not even to feel nervous about it okay i'm currently seeing someone but i recently met this guy i'm working on a project with and i keep thinking about him we went on one we went on one lunch just to talk about the project but i was getting flirty vibes from him the whole time i fully love my boyfriend and been with him for two years now but i'm confused do i tell my boyfriend about my feelings Ooh, this is hard Because I feel like if you're wanting to explore someone else, that means that there's some type of void in your relationship because you wouldn't be feeling that if you were like very happy. Because I've never felt that with another person. Yeah. Like typically if you're having feelings for someone else, you're getting like wanting to explore somebody else. It's because there's something that is missing in your current relationship that you're looking for in someone else yeah or you're bored in your relationship i don't know i feel like talking to your boyfriend i think you should internally 
realize what you want think about the things that maybe this new guy can offer that your current boyfriend can't um but realistically like i'm just gonna be straight up with you i don't think you're very happy in your relationship if you're like looking at someone else i don't know maybe i'm so wrong here but that's just personally what i think I'm not saying that every relationship is going to be rainbows and butterflies 24-7. Obviously not. Like, Dan and I argue. We've gone through our shit. But I've never, like, wanted to be with somebody else or explore somebody else. If that makes sense. I don't know. What do you think? No, I fully agree with you because I'm thinking back on on me, too. Like, any time I've gotten to a point in a relationship where I just really wasn't happy anymore or not that I was really unhappy, but there was just something missing, I would notice that I would start kind of, like, you know, having crushes on other people here and there. I never acted on it, but... I know, And I know that's very common, like, when, when there's something missing in your relationship. And, I mean, you can always talk to your boyfriend about how you're feeling without bringing this guy up and yes. this situation. Um, and try to work on things if that's something that you're willing to do Um, but communication is key and um, I wouldn't necessarily it it, honestly it just comes down to communicating with your boyfriend yeah and don't bring up this guy I would just say like open up about how you are feeling in terms of like your relationship with your boyfriend yeah I agree can you talk about how to set healthy boundaries with friends slash family? Example, how to communicate your boundaries in a nice way that doesn't upset people, but at the same time is firm and maintains what you want. This so, is hard. It's very hard because you could be as mature and nice as you possibly can be and the person can still get defensive. It, it really, how the person reacts is just them projecting no matter what and it's out of your control it's out of your control so yes of course you want to be nice with the way you approach how you're feeling and you want to set those boundaries but if they react poorly that's also something for you to consider like is this like someone that you know I feel like I could communicate my boundaries with like do they respect my boundaries do they respect me as a friend um and it kind of i guess makes you realize who your real friends are it's tougher with family it's tougher with family but i'm talking more about friends but and also everyone has like their own stuff you know Mm -hmm. like i went through that one time where i i finally put my foot down and like communicated something to my friend and like it just and i communicated in a very very mature way and um she got very defensive um but still i didn't regret that i communicated anything because i was like no this is how i feel and yeah i think with setting boundaries there's it's always hard when someone sets boundaries towards you because you kind of feel like you're doing something wrong so the sandwich effect is always helpful So you basically say something nice along with the thing you want the boundary for, followed by something nice again to kind of squish it together. So kind of like, let's say it's, I don't like the way that so-and-so is handling my kid. Let's just say I'm thinking of pulling something on my ass. So I'm like, I so appreciate you being with my child and playing with my child. Like it means so much to me. Um, I I really, um, it's important to me that we don't, do this with my child 
it means a lot to me if we wouldn't do that um just whatever but again like it means so much to me that you do this and this and this blah blah blah. something like that like i don't even know if that makes sense but like a sandwich effect can help you still have that firm boundary in the middle like i'm not okay with this but thank you again like for everything i really appreciate everything you're doing so you're still setting that boundary with also being nice and if again they're just like getting defensive or being like you're being ridiculous then that's really on them because at the end of the day like you're setting this boundary for yourself for your own mental health and obviously without context i don't know but i think it's important to set those boundaries yeah for sure is it my turn or your turn oh it's your turn my turn Oh, okay. This could be interesting. My mom's constantly nagging and criticizing me as if I'm a child in brackets 25 years old to the point where I don't want to talk to her anymore. I've tried talking to her requesting she treat me differently if anything ever bothers me and she just tells me my way is wrong. She's going through a second divorce right now and to be honest, I can't even tell her, but I feel like she manipulated me into feeling guilty and not having any relationship with my stepdad and she attributed negative excuse me, I'm like choking. And she attributed negatives to either him or my biological dad. I'm just sort of, I've just sort of had it. She demands I treat her better just because she's my mom rather than try to meet me halfway. We went on a little trip together and at border control, she grabbed my passport for me and told me to stick with her because I spoke to the border control guy the uh, wrong as well. any advice shall i stop talking to her for a while haven't lived with her for over seven to eight years now but her birthday is coming up and she might need help moving soon whereas i'm looking to travel soon i'm sorry for the long message i just don't have anyone to ask i don't think you should like cut her out yeah don't maybe don't like nest like fully cut her out but um, I do see like it's it's very common with that generation. I mean, if you haven't lived with your mom now for a while, I'm going to assume you're like, what? oh, you're 25. Actually, you said so what your mom is like in her 50s or 60s, I'm assuming. And with that generation, it's very common to see um, parents just not willing to see someone else's point of view. It's like their way or the highway. and my fucking throat is so not saying that you have to like live with that do you know what i mean like obviously talking about it is always helpful but i don't know sometimes it's just one of those things where i know i I freaking hate when people say this but it just like you can't change someone who's already like at that point in their life and there's also a saying called you can't fight crazy so i'm not saying like your mom is crazy but it's it's more when someone is so stuck in their ways and um can't see how they're wrong and 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 can't even acknowledge the fact that their child is communicating to them saying this is how i feel this is why i feel this way and and just taking a second to be like let me put myself in my daughter's shoes yeah like as much as yes communication is good sometimes it's almost like you can't control the other person so how am i going to tro- control the way i feel around them yeah and how i'm going to react to them and how i'm going to communicate with them and at the end of the day it comes down to like what's important to you is it going to serve you to continue seeing them as often as you do if it's really making you upset and you've communicated and it's not working and then maybe taking a step back 
like obviously there's an extreme of cutting but i don't think that's necessary i think sometimes just taking a step back is helpful um and then if they're starting to realize it you can say listen like i've expressed this i don't feel like i'm respected and it's just really been hard then you can go from there you know what i mean it's just it's tough because it's your mom yeah it is tough but i mean i think the best thing you can do is just figure out ways that you could the only thing you have control over is the way that you feel so just figure out ways that you could feel better in their presence so for example so much easier said than done but like just not listening and taking everything your mom says to heart it's 100 percent her projecting yeah um or just being controlling yeah uh you know taking like seeing her like us like be very selective with when you see her um change the way maybe you're communicating with her and all these things with time it's it's just gonna get easier for you to not be so affected by what she's saying to you and especially if she sees you're not going to have a reaction and it's and what she's saying doesn't change anything why would she continue doing it you know yeah so i had a falling out with one of my sisters back in october it's my oldest sister and it started with me standing up for myself and not just letting her call all of the shots like she normally does she cannot stand if someone has a different view than her after this happened i pulled back completely and didn't try to reach out My two other sisters were texting with her afterward and she would not listen to a word they were saying, but instead just said hurtful things about me behind my back to my other sisters. She tried telling my younger sister that I am the ringleader and how so-and-so, my younger sister, just does everything I tell her to. That's definitely not the case. She continued to bring up favors that she did for me in the past and say hurtful things. Keep in mind, this was all said to my other sisters, not me. My other sister stood up for me. I wanted to reach out when I was going down, when it was going down, but I was too scared of what she would say to my face. And quite frankly, I was not strong enough to hear it if she was saying stuff like that behind my back. So after the dust settled, one of my sisters suggested group therapy to help us all work through this. But my oldest sister refused to go and told us to go to therapy on our own to work on ourselves, even though this was about working on this Uh, working this out together as a group fast forward to today we haven't talked since then my question is should I reach out I really want it to at least be on talking terms um I definitely always think it doesn't hurt to reach out to somebody to try to like at least apologize for your wrongdoings and not saying that you did anything wrong in this situation but let's just say other things and then also expressing your feelings with stuff as well um And then once again, this kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier, but the way she reacts is just completely out of your control. Mm -hmm. And at least you know that at the end of the day, you were the bigger person and you went to her and you tried to make it better. And it's just not in your control at this point. And if that means that you're going to have a rocky relationship with your sister for the time being, or you're not going to be talking to her for a little bit, then whatever you need to do to... um, Avoid the situation getting worse and not only that, preserving your sanity and um, here's the thing, is just the best thing that you can do for yourself. I also think that like so many people in our generation like need, not even our generation, even the older generations, they need apologies. Yeah. People like need, I'm not saying that this is what you need, but sometimes like just saying I'm sorry for the things I've done without needing a a sorry in return 
is fine is good enough for you to move on sometimes you don't need that sorry to first of all know that that person is sorry like who knows maybe this conversation with you being like hey listen like i'm sorry for things i've done in the past you know i was really hurt when i heard this but i love you so much you're my sister and i really want to work on things if you're willing to and you know things like that if they're if your sister's still gonna fight you on that then it's like okay well at least you tried everything you could to be on good terms and to do good things yeah then it's kind of out of your control right now the ball kind of still is in your court you still have an opportunity to go and talk to your sister because the dust has settled and you know it's even your other sisters were like on your side but at the end of the day this is not between your other sisters it's between you and your oldest sister and and whether or not she said hurtful things like we're sisters we all say fucking hurtful things to each other once in a while you know it's like very common um going in without the expectation of like Mm. needing an apology and just moving forward yeah and if you want to apologize for things you've done on your end then that's something that you can do and then move forward i don't know yeah but also at the end of the day like your happiness is also very important and if she's not willing to um reciprocate Mm-hmm. communication and trying to get better and you know she's not like at the same level as you then sometimes the best thing that you can do for yourself um and even like somewhat for the sake of your family is just take a step back see her when you see her mm-hmm. don't get too invested with wanting to have a close relationship with her because sometimes just because you're related to someone doesn't mean you're going to be their best friend also though i do think that's important but i really think that's important after you've tried to mend things yeah of course like don't i I don't think it's i don't think it serves anyone to like to take steps back or to cut people before you've tried something like right now you're like the dust has settled i kind of want to reach out but i don't know it's like try to reach out try to do it in like uh, a loving way and if that doesn't work then it's like okay well i've tried now to be mature and to like be nice move on and they're not in the same page so let's now i can kind of step back exactly yeah but anyways we hope you enjoyed today's episode we're gonna keep this q a highlight up on our instagram if you want to follow us there if you want to submit more um advice we're it's always going to be open and we're probably going to do this you know every once in a while Um, but we love you so much and we appreciate you if you want to rate us five stars it means so much to us on um Spotify and Apple podcast and we will talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye.